Candle, Candle Coven. Coven. I'm Elena. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is season two of the Candle Coven podcast. This season, we'll continue to delve into pop culture faves in a segment we're calling the Candle Coven Campfire. Join in as we wax poetic on campy movies, music, TV, and more from the icons that inspire our candles. Let's talk at it. You know what it's like riding a bike? Getting back on the on the cast. Getting back getting back on the mic. <laughs> I'm I'm still a little shaky. Are you? Yeah, I'm like scared. I mean, it's definitely been Who am I? How long has it been? Maybe months. a couple months, yeah. So we are back. It's been 84 years. <laughs> we're back and we're ready for season two. <laughs> and we're two. changed. We're changed. We've a lot been through has a lot. happened. I'm really excited about the new format of the podcast. Yeah, me too. So basically what we're going to be doing is taking bodies of work like movies, music, concerts, mm. TV, mm-hmm. this, that, specials, whatever, from the people that inspire our candles or the bodies of work surrounding those people, mm. things that are in the culture of the yeah, culture the of lexicon. our candles. Yes. And like the, the, the lexicon. The like universe? <clears throat> yeah, the universe. And basically we're going to experience this piece of artwork. So for this episode, we're going to Yes. We uh, just watched the 2001 heavy hitter glitter. Heavy hitter glitter. Um, because we literally just watched it. We literally we're did. Out hot. So that's if we sound a little dazed and confused, that's why. Yeah. And um, because our candle of the day is the Mariah candle from the 90s icons. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what are we gonna do for Mariah? And the natural choice. Like, if I'm thinking about the body of her work, the campiest, most It's niche, not precious. <laughs> like, for me, I'm like, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I wasn't going to watch Precious for this. It was, I need to be able to get on with my life. It's extremely right? sad. I've yeah. seen it once and that was enough. I've never, I can't watch it. But first, let me tell you about the candle of the day. And it seems to me you lived your life like the candle of the day. Um, And it's just... <laughs> Like candy. <laughs> nice. That was good. It's Mariah Santal champagne from the 90s icons. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? I mean, before I even like read the exact description, I'm just going to talk about it. It smells so sexy, 90s, crazy, sexy, cool. Yeah. It's, Ooh. um, you know, think about like a popular Santal kind of cologne. Everyone knows what that kind of smells like, right? Mixed with CK1 vibes. Right. And like an effervescence for that little champagne pop. Kate Moss would like it. I think so. It's a it's a, a really nice candle. And it's got like some like light fruity notes in it too that blend really well. And it's like it's fun for summer. Yeah. It's like a good like summer nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was like lowest. Yeah, from it was lowest. Low- <laughs> Peter. Um <laughs> That makes sense because your dad does have like a family guy style voice. That I could do that voice. Yeah. It's the New England accent. Eh. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold on, let me read you the um official Bijou Candle's description of the Mariah candle so that you guys can know what this scent notes are. Hold on. Mariah Santal Champagne, a vision of love. Bright bergamot dances with papaya and pineapple. Effervescent notes of jasmine, lily, and rose. Sandalwood glitters throughout, setting the mood. The soft hum of cardamom and musk whisks you away. 
We belong together. We belong together, baby. Send vibes, sexy cologne, glitter, <laughs> and champagne in the bathtub. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I cannot wait to do our campfire on the movie Glitter, but very first and foremost, we have got to talk about what's been going on for the last couple yeah, months. Yeah, I think we have to do like a, a softer intro into this. Okay, so it's been um, a hot minute since yeah. we were on the, the hot mics. Yeah. The, the, a couple of hot Michaels. I don't even remember like how to do it. Yes, you do. Okay, I'm doing my best. You're, you all you I'm do. I'm holding just, this mic in my bare hands. <laughs> she's literally gripping the mic like she's <laughs> ne- like she's like on life. stage at like like a, a like talent I'm gonna show. Sing, like Dear Evan Hansen, like a- <laughs> which we did try to watch. Um, uh, choke up on at the bat. Why house. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Should we just get right get into right it? into it? Oh my god. I mean, I guess there's no other way to do it but to just rip the Band-Aid off. But it's up, they, the, yeah, yeah, I mean, the main reason I, we've taken a bit of a hiatus and kind of reformatted the podcast and there's been, a you know, big changes going on. And one of them is my mom sadly passed away a couple months ago. Um, So that's been really hard. Yeah. I've obviously been doing a lot of work about it with myself and my sister and we've been seeing family and I've been seeing older friends Mm -hmm. and it's been really good for me to kind of it feels like she's gone but like a whole world is opening from it Uh and it like I don't know like my perspective on things is better and it's hard to describe when you're in the middle of it but grief is like extremely complicated and I'm sure I'll talk about it more because I actually have a lot I want to say about like what happened with my mom and everything because mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea to not share things that are this important. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm like not meaning to get choked up, but like I, I mean, am. Yeah. How can you I, <laughs> um, blame you? But yeah, like um, my mom like did not have very good health and had a hard time taking care of herself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a struggle for me for my whole life was just I was always worried about this happening and yeah. it happened. And it's sort of like I've been mourning pre mourning for like a right. long time in anxious anticipation of this moment. And um, it's just it's a lot. It's complicated. And um, it's like the yeah. the ultimate like the worst version <clears throat> of I told you so type of thing. Yeah, sadly, it yeah, is. It's like awful. It sounds so awful to say that but without you know context it's like, like it feel, it's not you don't feel good when you're like i told you like well, when you have to be in that position is that. what i mean yeah it was never about that like you don't want to be right you want no. them to change like right. do you know what i mean right and just i mean i don't want to be like vague you know right, just, right. but basically we're genuinely talking about making sure you go to the doctor and you have to exercise and you have to watch what you eat and you mm-hmm. have to you know what you just like have to especially if you have kids like you have a responsibility to to your children forever to show up, you know? Yeah. And that was like my biggest problem. But the thing is, is like I'm really coming to have a lot of empathy and understanding for her and her journey. And like she had a hard time mm-hmm. and there were things that she was dealing with that made it hard for her. And she really was doing the best she could. So a lot of it too yeah. was like the systems that we live in right. that like contributed to her. Right. Like inability to do stuff for herself. Right. Yeah, it like was she's just like <laughs> she was just a product of like a fucking broken ass system. Yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. I wonder, I'm sitting here like silently, like outside ju- judging myself because I'm like, I wonder if people listening into this can understand if that this might sound like harsh or cruel or weird. Because uh-huh. usually I feel like when people's family passes, like they're always, you know, deify them kind of. I right. think that that's the thing that happens. Where yeah. It's like she was the best in this. And like, yeah, like my mom obviously was the best. Like she was so funny and fun and like, there was amazing things about her, but things were really complicated too. Like mm-hmm. we all went through a lot in my family and there's a lot of, you know, layers of generations of trauma and this and that. And mm-hmm. like, you know, working through all of that and figuring all that out has helped me to like find peace with everything. But at the end of the day, like I'm 36, my mom was 63. I felt like she had a lot more life in her, mm-hmm. but she just like didn't get it. Like, she just couldn't take care of herself well. Like, she basically, you know, was immobile, did not eat well, and had a heart attack as a result of it. Yeah. And, like, I've been telling her, begging, pleading for years and years and years. Um, And, you know, that this was not in her journey. Yeah. That wasn't her, her path. But I just like to think that she's, like, free of that, like... The physical? The physical ailments and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I like weirdly had this like feeling like she can help me more and be with me more now. Right. So that's what I'm like finding a lot of comfort in. Um, and it's uh, it's really hard to talk about when you know like so many people are going to like hear it because it's such a personal thing. And it's like to talk about it in such a a way that it's it's so out of context of this person's entire life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's so much more than just this this thing that I'm saying about right, her. Right, right, right. But these are the things that I feel like compelled to talk about because it's so important and it's the reason she's not here anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so I just almost like, I don't know. I you just want to like pass along the lessons of, of it. Because people love you. Yeah. That's what it, how I just feel. And like believe in cause and effect. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a big thing for me. Yeah. I just, you know, it's a lot. It's a complicated process to grieve. For yeah. sure. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can actually understand what I'm talking about, but it's hard to see your loved ones have any, you know, struggle with anything. Yeah. But this has been a, something that we've watched for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, my greatest fear was what, what happened. And, um, yeah, that's just sitting with that. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. Yeah. I'm still processing it. It takes like so long to just like have like one thought turn into another. And sometimes you feel like you're like one day you're like mad. And the next day you're like, why was I mad? I'm the worst. <laughs> and like, I think that ultimately this is very normal to have yeah, every feeling it. about it. Every feeling. You just got to allow yourself to feel all the feelings. Yes. Um, just like get it out. I have been. I've been like and crying is good, too, because it uh, releases cortisol. Yeah. I mean, if that built up in my brain, it got, has to come out of my yeah. eyes. Has to leak out my eyes. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm so grateful to you because you have been so supportive of me and like, I've just been so getting so much closer with my sister and it's, we, I'm just so glad I have her too. And, um, it's, there's a lot of, you know, positive things, in the future for us, but we're just going to hold on to this in our hearts for like the rest of our lives and, you know, hope, try and make peace with it and, you know, yeah. make it make sense. I think that's like like that's what grief is like, I guess, you yeah. know, anyways, we've been b- basically like 
let's watch this. Let's do this thing. Let's watch this old thing. Like anything that just like heals our inner child and like feels good. Like we've been trying to like be really, you know, taking care of ourselves. And I'm, I'm trying to make sure I don't you know, get back into bad habits. Like I make sure I get my walks in and I make sure I do this. Yeah. Walking is really good. Walking has been, oh my God. Right after she passed away, all I wanted to do was go on like long walks. Yeah, you did. And it's so weird. wandered into the woods like a little. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it really (laughs) helped. Those walks were so therapeutic. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you listen to the same song over and over and over again? No, but I listened to the weirdest songs. Kate Bush. Oh, so much Kate Bush. Moments of Pleasure is my, <laughs> oh my number God, one song. Jocelyn. I know. Were you like crying in a sobbing. pile of leaves? Screaming, sobbing. <laughs> no one is bothers you when you're in like the middle of the Do woods you think the horses screaming. that see you are like, oh, like, oh my God, here comes this little fucking ball of energy <laughs> in her fucking squirt. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything funnier in me squirt. in my squirt no. as leisure outfit? Like pounding ass. Pounding yeah. around. Yeah. To Moments of Pleasure by Kate Bush, sobbing under my Y2K glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Just like... With some sort of hat on. Some sort of a bucket hat or a straw. Like, I really have been leaning into whatever. You do not look like you're grieving, I'll tell you that. I have to... No, I I (laughs) have... Your outfits have been, like, hilarious in the best way. Okay, so, like, I don't know what it is, but I literally feel like when I wear bright colors, I vibrate better. I think that's true. I don't know what that means, but that's something my brain has told me. It's how she feels. Sometimes I want to wear black, and sometimes I want to get the energy out. Yeah. There's something to that. I don't know how to describe it. There's got to be something to that. It just, yeah. And I also do think there is like that like stupid inner child rebellion of like, no one can judge my outfits. Like my mom's not going to be like, what are you wearing? I know. Imagine if you just started dressing like a huge slut. I should. You should. Although she would never have like really been mad at that. I mean, it depends on like (laughs) what you did. It had to be very specific. I think you should just start wearing like slutty, juicy couture. Oh, I love that. And it, now it's back, so. Yeah. <laughs> what what could you wear that would, like, upset your mom a lot? What could I wear? Like a, a Patriots jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something sports. Yeah. <laughs> that she'd, was, be like, she'd be like, oh. what is that for? <laughs> you like that? Oh, my God. Um, My favorite thing about, well, not my favorite thing, but one of my, the, the, my favorite takeaways of these, these last few months and, like, yeah. going back to your house and stuff. Yeah. Was like we tr- we looked at the TV and we looked at your mom's DVR <laughs> and it was like the most iconic DVR I'd ever seen. <laughs> I took a picture of it. Let me please locate this. That is so funny. I mean, I have to tell you, finding the comedy in this whole thing between like Elena, my sister, and I like have been like holding down the forts. The three of us are just like you know. Oh my god! Like through the first this? day, like when we we went home like right away. Yeah, and literally that first day, Jocelyn and her sister were like. Going around the house being like, excuse me, my mom died. Yeah. Like we just. Like if we got delivery, they'd be like, thanks, my mom died. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I have to tell you, I know that sounds insane. No, but, but it was this so is funny. how we grieve in my family. Like, and that's something that Jesse and I have oh. like held on to, my sister Jesse, and like just, my sister Jessica. <laughs> I'm sorry, your mom. I found the picture at your mom's DVR. Oh, yeah. I, I want to get like a tattoo. Oh, of yeah. It. But before you it say it, like, it's the, her legacy. Before you say it, I just have to say like, this is like how we get over the saddest things is by doing this dark ass comedy. Yeah. So if you 
it's understand very it. It's very Seinfeld. This is for you guys. For those of you who grieve in weird ways or deal with things in weird ways, yeah. you, this you're seen. This is are us. You, are you Eastern European? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but this is us. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, tell okay. me what it says. There are four things on it. The DVR. Yes. Okay. The Mass Singer, season seven, episode four. Okay. <laughs> oh God. All that jazz. Oh my! Which God. I think is the only copy of all that jazz in in the world. It's not online anywhere. You can't. You have to like buy a DVD of it somewhere. I literally, in order to get that show, I have to go bootleg it from my my sister's. I was literally ha- be like, house now. gonna Facetime your sister yes. and be like, put on all that jazz. Put on. <laughs> I know. When we saw it on there, we were like, I can't believe she has the yeah, only because we, we were looking for it for months. Yeah, we can't get rid. Of we the can't DVR. get rid of the DVR. Okay, this is the third one. The Bishop's Wife. <laughs> what? What? This is so amazing. This is all over the place. Okay. I have to look up the Bishop's Wife. And the last thing. Yeah. Rope. What is that? I don't know what that is. I have to look that okay, one up. The Bishop's Wife. Okay, The Bishop's Wife. Oh, yes, of course. The 1948 classic. Uh-huh. This is... Exa- oh, the 1948 one? Isn't there one from the... No, this would... The Preacher's... Is that The Preacher's yeah, Wife? Yeah, no. The Bishop's Wife is... Um, Rope. Cary Grant. Rope is a 1948 crime thriller movie. Yep. That exactly with right. Jim, with Jimmy Stewart. That is exactly what Your she was mom doing. Is so funny. That's what she was doing. She was watching those on volume two. Yep. And I'd be like, I, how do you fucking hear this, Cindy? <laughs> She'd be like, what? She'd be like, what? I was like, turn anytime I'd go over the house, I'd be like, you need to turn the fucking TV up. What? <laughs> like, how do you hear that? She the thing. Okay, you know what? One thing about my mom: incredible sense of hearing. Right? Because how could she hear that? She she was like that movie senseless. You would like walk past the room where she's in and be like, how time? How time? Some old, you know, TCM. <laughs> yeah. no, oh, no, she's the bad seat. <laughs> it's because she had watched them so many times. She like didn't even. She didn't need even know. need it. Yeah, yeah. It was like the low rumble of it that like calmed her. Yeah, she's like, I know what happens in this movie, right? <laughs> she's so funny. Oh my god! Yeah, and when then, we um, saw that DVR, we were dying. So while we were first in Massachusetts when this first happened, Jocelyn's dad also came up. Yes, you my know. parents are divorced. For yeah. So he came to like help with mm-hmm. everything and um, he stayed at the house too. And the house is set up where there's like a big bay window <laughs> that faces like the street that mm-hmm. it's on. And you can see like everyone's cars outside. You can see like all the other houses. Yes. And, like, who's it's pulling like an in where. old, one of those like old New England, like small city yeah. center of off-road. towns. Like, like yeah. So it's like kind of like everyone's next to right each other. Right next to each yeah. other. Yeah. And so like, I think we were about to go to sleep. Mm hmm. And uh, we <laughs> see someone in the front window, like pulling in maybe to our house. Yeah. Like, because we were getting like a lot of deliveries of stuff. Right. And um, the two of you, you and your dad, were standing in front of that bay window <laughs> like fucking twins. <laughs> no. With your arms crossed be- cross behind your back. In the same way. Like, with the same stance of concern looking out this bay window, being like, ah, who's this? I know. Uh, you both like saying the, the same neighborhood shit. watch. You're like, ah, who's this? Uh? Oh, <laughs> turn it into the brush. And then your dad goes, oh, pizza going the other way. Cool. <laughs> Which is the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, Elena pizza managed going to. Pizza going the other way. Cool. Unbeknownst to us, Elena caught this on camera. <laughs> so there's a video of it. 
I it was it's so funny. Now we can't stop saying pizza going the other way. Cool. Yeah, it's so funny. It's to just me. so funny. I know. There was just things like that where I was like, I one one day, like in the past few years, I woke up and I went, okay, I'm my dad. Yeah. Like I just started to look just like him more. And now the feet thing, your feet are like doing your dad's oh, stuff. Oh yeah, my feet hurt, so I'm like, it has gotta be for my dad. Yeah. I think I have plantar fasciitis right now. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you got really, really delicate in the foot. Oh my god, he's like princess arches. I think you were meant to, you and your sister were meant to be like medieval um, queens. That's so nice. We're like, like eight hundred years of potato peasants, but God bless. Yeah, but they all wanted to marry you. But everyone, everyone's so mom is Irish. Sweet. You're such a sweet. Everyone wants to marry an Irish lass. <laughs> That's what I've dreamed of my whole life. Like, no, I think we were meant to be court jesters and just tiptoe around. Right, on a tip. You can't be heard. Tippy tippy toes. You cannot be heard. Oh my god. To be heard. I wear Vans and my feet are like these are too heavy. I know. They're like, ouch, my bones. It's exhausting. Like honestly, like I actually need like a meteor foot and hand. I have two. They're too like little. I need bigger hands and feet. I know. Like. Aren't you supposed to be really good at walking? Why are your calves so big compared to the size of your feet? That's freaking weird, right? Something went wrong. <laughs> I have like humongous calves. I know. How are your feet meant to handle your calves? I don't know. And that's actually a good question. I think this is part of the problem is my tight calves are pulling on my plantars. Yeah, because your calves are like the rock. Why is that? Literally Just like, like genetically. some movie called The Jungle starring Jocelyn's calves. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. where. Like just how we've always had them. My dad has big calves, too. Yeah, they're too. enormous. Yep. I, I told you, I woke up one day and all of a sudden I was like, I am Raymond. And they're like jacked, too. Like when you guys walk around, they're like flexing. Oh, hell yeah. It's you like know in what? Twins when Arnold it's like Schwarzenegger the, It's the tap dancing. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does, is your dad a tapper as well? Yeah, not that I've seen, but I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I, he's got it in him. He's definitely like walks around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that actually like might ring true a little bit what like there's an imbalance in your foot and your calf yeah maybe you know i mean that wouldn't be the first thing that happened on my body i had do to have a get breast like reduction a, do you want to get like a rivers cuomo foot elongation surgery? no i'm just gonna go with it <laughs> yeah that was one of the weirdest stories i remember from like growing up was like did you know that rivers cuomo from weezer had leg lengthening surgery that's like voluntarily so stupid how embarrassing I think that that's like sad, kind of. Yeah, it's sad. It's like a really pain. I mean, this is, I don't know if this is even true, but like, I think this is like a thing he did, right? Yeah, I think it is. But um, it's supposed to be so painful. I don't think women should be size queens like that. Like about height and stuff? Yeah. I, feel I like don't think anybody bad. should be anything about looks like that. I feel like that like really fucks it's very guys to- up. It's very toxic. Yeah. I know it's probably like within, like, they probably like made it up themselves. Yeah. Like the whole thing with like dick size. Yeah. Like really, that's they really up. shot themselves in the dick, so right? to speak. They're so full of shit. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, like when you see like how so the patriarchy. What'd you say? So to speak. so to speak, when the patriarchy like comes around and like gets the gets the patriarchy, like when it gets themselves, you're just right. sort of like, you did that, like the snake, like the gold tail. digger thing, like what you made yourself, you made you women made us things on to you. depend on you, yeah. like hello. Now we they need just you. want slaves. Right. They want everyone to do everything for them for free. I mean. That's what it is. It's true. Damn. You know? Maybe that doesn't sound that extreme to me, but I guess it might to you guys. Yeah. 
think about I that. Think about the shit. All I the think time. about. I know the things that we think about casually, and then we go outside and talk to other people, and we're like, "Oh, this sounds like we're upset about it." No, we're just observing. Obs- we're just telling you what happened. I am upset about it, though. Yeah, deeply. Guys, I'm just being vulnerable. Be nice to me. <laughs> I think it's very good. Okay. I think these mes- messages should be spread because, like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to learn from what happened. Yeah. And I think it's valuable knowledge. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Talk about it. That's like what caused this is that no one no talks, one talks about, about stuff. Exactly. I know. Everybody needs to just go to therapy. Just go. Go to therapy. Speaking of, there was another season of couples therapy. Oh my God. Season three. Couples therapy on Showtime is one of my favorite shows of all time. I have to say it's not just entertaining, which it is, but I feel like I'm more interested in it because I find it so valuable. Right. Like even by watching other couples go to couples therapy, they're getting individual therapy. uh, They're learning how to communicate with one another. They're learning about uh, why their behavior reflects things that happened to them in their past that they haven't dealt Mm -hmm. with or understood. Mm -hmm. And like you really learn all these amazing tactics and I, Every time we watch it, I swear to God, you and I get better at totally. communicating. It's Definitely. it really I teaches you, you. It's such a valuable show, right? And what's her name? Orna. Orna. Oh my God, the I, therapist. She's perfect. I'm, I couldn't be more obsessed. I know it the, would be extremely niche, but I would have an Orna candle all day. Oh hell yeah! And I just like and be, it only sells at the MoMA store. Oh, I, I only okay. Well, what did we say that she only buys her clothes at the MoMA yeah. store? Yeah, this she it dresses like a quintessential therapist, like one that you would imagine. Yeah, she has like a nondescript accent that you're it's because her accent's like very faint, I think, from like living here for so long. Uh-huh. Um, but like she could be from like Prague. She like, could be from no I, idea. I have no idea. Um, and she always has some sort of artwork on as a shirt. Uh-huh. And she is the most focused, amazing, insightful woman. Yeah. And she makes you feel so comfortable I don't know how she does She's it. unbelievable the way she um like it shows her also going to like group. Yeah, it's um, like she what has is like, it? like other therapists it's like a meet up panel and like yeah. where, where they I, they talk about cases and they get in help from other therapists insight yeah. from other therapists. Yeah. That, that's like almost well, my favorite like part of the show table. too. Yeah, and so she'll take back like what other therapists like insight that they have for right. her and she like uses that and then finds a way to bring it up in casually casually like, like she like makes them find it like it's it's um, she's, she doesn't just go in there being like okay so you're doing this like right. that's what i would do i know it's like hey, I mean, listen okay so you I be quiet yeah. <laughs> do you hear yourself i'd be like it's your fault sir she finds things that like like where i would be stumped like if i was to like be fate i mean i'm not why would i i'm not literally not a psychiatrist yeah <laughs> or a therapist but like i i just even like logically i'm like Oh my God, she's right. That is what's that's what's happening yeah. here. Like she's like, things will get to a point where I'm like, oh my God, how they're fighting so much. Like, how can we go from here? Like, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, by episode one, I'm like, they should break up. Right. And then she and then a <laughs> lot of them, of them do not break up. Yeah, like they, shockingly. They figure she's good. They figure it out. And like sometimes she'll like suggest that they break up. I know. And then they do. I know. If, if she's like, doesn't want anybody to do anything. She's like, I have to say like, this is kind of where we're at. Like yeah, she doesn't like, say break up, bad, but guys. they basically like lay out all the. She's basically like, you're done with me. Right. Uh, I can't help you anymore. So, and they're like, gotta go. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. God, I love it so much. Yeah. I, um, I wish there was like a billion seasons of it. I could watch it like nonstop. Right. I find it. It really tickles my brain a lot. I find it so interesting. Oh, and then we had that night where we like uh, went back to 
Boston area and saw Riverdance with oh your friend from high God. school, Heather. We, we saw Riverdance with my best friend from high school, Heather. Yeah, because you're making an effort now to say more, yes to more things. Yes. You I want was to start holding, taking love in more. I was holding a lot of space for my anxiety about my, you know, my mom and everything. And, um, like keeping myself like on call like i don't even know how to describe no, it no totally i'm it like was realizing like, it, was it now like a bucket of water hanging over your head and you're yeah. like you're like getting slimed at like the nickelodeon right i was like wait what's right. wrong with me no that i know <laughs> this sounds so terrible no but you're just waiting for a bomb to explode yeah That's i was literally waiting what it was. for it was i just like was w- like you're waiting for that call that you got mm-hmm. like the worst thing that you could like it happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy when i know you, like think about it in retrospect yeah it's like you're insane. like so strong thank you not that you need to be strong, but no. like you just you handle it really well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I have been being more like just say yes to stuff and like have experiences and see people because maybe I just like my lens is a little bit changed on like life. Just being more open and less guarded. I'm kind of guarded. Yeah. And I work on trying you know let people in more and allow people to lo- i always like have this thing where i'm like you have to let people love you and let people like want to be with you and want to see you mm-hmm. and like yeah like just working on that kind of thing like i don't know you know so i think when you're just like go through a lot of stuff growing up with like weird dynamics in your family you just like have a hard time with all your relationships yeah i mean like what do you have to go off of right it's like your biggest relationship it's your first relationship god how annoying <laughs> it's, right it's a lot just and being our parents, alive, it can really We love you guys, but you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> Damn. I think it's like an impossible task on either side. No, seriously. There were <laughs> there were uh, good days and there were bad days. Right. You know that. what? You you who and you learn. Yeah, you do. Um but wait, speaking of Kate Bush songs. Oh yeah, Stranger Things. The Stranger Things season, is it four? four? Uh-huh. Oh a my nice, god! A nice I thought so form. far so great. Can't wait for the next part in July. Yeah. But like the most epic thing ever, and I, I don't want to spoil it. But you guys, there is a humongous Kate Bush moment. You have to go yeah. watch it. Um. Also, um, everyone's face is like just such faces now. Oh, because they're kids all well, they're adults. Are so, they're faces. You know what I mean? Like they don't look like little kids anymore. God, it just like happens so fast. <laughs> Right? Especially that one guy. Well, what's his name? Film Wolfhard came out and I was like, is this a YSL show? Right? I he, thought he was like a bald he eagle. He is serving so much fashion face. Yeah, he's like and in the hives. Like, he is, yes. Very like 70s rock. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool look. Yeah, I mean, it, it's impossible looking. Yeah, it, you know what it striking. is? It's like um, Jessica Biel and Candy. Oh my God. Another great Another one, one that we watched. I um, actually, I wasn't sure if I was like loving it, but then after I watched it, I was like, that was a nice little morsel. You know what? Yeah. After it was like four or five episodes, I was like, great. I actually, I like these limited series. Yeah. I we love always it. Say this. You guys got to watch Candy, especially if you're like a true crime person. Yeah. It's starring Jessica Biel and, and her. Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky, who I just love. She's so perfect Why for it. Why is she so funny She to is me? so fucking good at being like such a, like a shrill she's wife. She's good at being a little bitch yeah and like a in a very ass. funny way yeah and a way where you're like you do feel for her it comes from a real place you're like oh this woman she's is. like sweet yeah she's like E-ow. yeah like oh she's just hilarious to me but um <laughs> like the jessica beale of it oh my god she's too, I, she, I, don't, yes. I don't believe you're a real woman she's too beautiful that did this 
She just she looks, looks gorgeous. She's I know. ridiculous Perfect that wig. bone structure. Her she has always been so fit. Yeah. And it's like I oh I believe that this woman is walking around with this perm. It did look she looked like she right. borrowed Justin Timberlake's hair off yeah, of his she, fucking head. She and he's and, also then, in and it then he shows up some with some other wig on because like, she's borrowing his wig. wig. Yeah. <laughs> And then he shows no, up. No, he honestly, in her he wig. literally shows up in a pair of bangs. Yeah, he does. A pair. A pair of bangs. Now, why did we deem it was a pair? In America, they call it bang. Is it set of bangs? Bangs. Bang. Bayang. The bang. The bang. <laughs> Is it set or pair? Comment below. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Candy was cute. Uh huh. I liked it. How funny is calling it cute? It's you know what? There was like movie one about a scene. brutal murder. Yeah, but it's so funny. It, it's actually funny. It, the thing that's not funny is that it really did happen, and then it's so, horrifying too. So for that, that's not funny. But in the just you know remaking a movie of things, I'll, you know what else is funny? Speaking of exactly the same thing, the staircase mm. on HBO. Yeah, and we I know all of us felt the same way who our staircase has, which was like I've had enough of the motherfucking staircase. staircase. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the first documentary is a lot. There's been more about the staircase than, like, the insurrection. Yeah. Oh, we know everything about the staircase. Yeah. And I was like, do I want this? And we watched it, and I was like, I, d- I do want it. It was good. It's good. And you know what? If Tony Collette says yes, Tony I Collette. also say yes. And um, as the fantastic Scorpio that she is. Oh, my God. She, she loves to do a death scene. She loves. I know that she thinks it, it, she's a troll, like, yeah. in a good way. So is Parker Posey, by the way. Oh, same vibe. Freda. Same vibe yeah. of when it's just kind of like, are you, you're kidding. Yeah. Like you're doing such a gory, it's such a gory, ridiculous performance ridiculous. that you're like, you troll. Yeah. She like, she loves to play a dead body. Yeah. She does it in like everything she's in. Like she I would have honestly like thought corpse. that the scene that we're referring to, if no, no spoilers really, but there's just like, you know, they're, they're recounting what happened of this woman who, who may have fallen downstairs as death. Guys watch uh-huh. it. It's really interesting. Um, but, you know, it's like obviously gory, but she adds a little bit of camp into like, uh, it. Yeah. And I appreciate it because it makes it harder. I mean, not harder. It softens it, the blow. It softens it a little bit. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, well, I mean, Tony. Wait, speaking of like uh, <laughs> making it campy to like soften the blow, that reminds That's me. That's the story of my life. That reminds me of <laughs> Drag Me to Hell. Oh, my Which is maybe God. one of my favorite scary yes. movies. Yes. It's so fucking I funny. I love that movie. That's it's what, so what's gross. her name? Loman. Allison Loman. God bless that I remembered like, that. Who is that? Like, who's even in this movie? But it's so good. Oh, it is. It. If you haven't seen it, is it the guy who did um like it's the Sam Evil Raimi. Dead? Yeah, the Raimi. Yeah, yeah, the Raimi. Um, uh, go get your Raimi. Raimi. <laughs> get rid of me. Um, but <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah, drag me to hell. Um. It's just, it's like an old woman curses this woman who's works yeah, in a bank. Like from an old village. Yeah. And it is the most, redi- there's like a scene where like a, they're like puppets. They make these like gory puppets. That's yeah. like how they do like Evil Dead and stuff. They're so funny. Yeah. It's like Muppets for creepy people. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a billion flies flying out of her mouth. And it's mouth. like, oh, this old woman's like creepy old tongue oh, is yeah. licking her. Yeah. <laughs> It's like more like gross out than anything, but not in a saw way. No, in a Jim Henson way. Not really Jim Henson, but that's what my brain wants to say. There was like a there's an old Peter Jackson movie called uh, Bad Taste. I've never seen it. It's like one. It's like his first movie. Uh And I remember like 
my brother and I used to go to this video store in Vienna, the Video Forum. <laughs> And we used das to go to video, das video Forum. And we'd go on like Saturdays to rent movies. And there was like one section that had like scarier movies, like more like R and X rated movies. How do you say R and X rated movies in German? Achtun. Achtun. Sehr fertig. Oh, it's so scary. Um, oh, yeah. We always saw this movie, Bad Chase, and the cover of it has like this funny looking alien giving his middle finger. And we always would talk about like renting it. Yeah. And like, should we rent blah, blah, blah. Eventually, we finally rented it. And How it was, old were you guys? I mean, probably like 10, 12, and nine. Okay. And uh, finally, we rented it, and it was fucking disgusting, but it was so funny. Like, it's these aliens that like take over this mm-hmm. like frat house or something. And uh, this sounds so campy. No, wait, hold on. What is it? That's not right. Is it? It is right. Anyway, I just remember this. Wait, scene. I have to look it up. I want to see like what it has no, no, on no, Rotten Tomatoes. No, no, it, it's like a bunch of. A- What's it okay. called again? Bad taste. So a bunch of aliens come down and uh, take over this house. And I think they like start doing stuff. They start like um, having like ceremonies and like, I don't even remember what they're doing. Oh, the- my God. I remember this cover as well, Elena. The only thing I remember of it, it was like all the all these aliens are like passing around a bowl and throwing up in it and then drinking out of it together. And this like human that's in there trying to like spy on them like has to do Ew. it. And there's like parts where people like slice each other's like heads off. It's oh like my so God. but it's it, so like puppetry. It has a 71 percent on Rotten like, Tomatoes. It's insane. It came out in 1987. Yeah, it's like crazy. Wait, this is the official what it's about. G-Men learn that aliens are harvesting New Zealanders for an inter for an intergalactic restaurant in oh this gory God. horror parody. So it's like a joke. Yeah, it's like all puppetry stuff and it's like Yeah, disgusting. that's what it is. It's very yeah. parody. Like that's the same for like Drag Me to Hell. Like it's such a it's just like very heightened. Oh, and, what like, a tangent joke. that was. Yeah, but no, that's good. See, that's the kind of campfire campy shit I want to like talk about. Like, yeah, we all know who Peter Jackson is, but do you know about this weird ass shit? Yeah, like everyone has it in their repertoire. Like, what's the thing that you did that was like, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Actually, everything Baz Luhrmann did. <laughs> oh my god, I bet. I mean, some people make their whole career off of going just right into straight the camp. up. Yeah. Do they mean to? No, I think he's just French. Is he French? I don't even know. I mean, what a what a claim to make that someone's French without <laughs> you can't. Is just, it because he's from the Moulin Rouge? You can't even. You can't just call people French. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Is his name like Barry? You know what? Australian. And what's his name? Mark Anthony Lerman. I go by Baz. Baz Lerman. <laughs> you can get kangaroo. <laughs> like my Nicole. Protein. Nicole. <laughs> Action. <laughs> oh god. Thank you for that. Action. That is so funny. Oh, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah, we're never going to get over that. Wait, okay, so talking about all this campy shit, I think it's time actually to Light the Bijou Campfire. Ooh. And um, talk about the uh, piece of the day. The campfire of the day. Glitter. Glitter. The 2001 <laughs> hit starring the one and the only Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. So first and foremost, straight up the top, um, this movie was released. 
on, Stop. <laughs> I don't, it's perfect. I don't want to mean to laugh. I know. This movie was released on September 21st, 2001. <laughs> a mere 10 days yeah. after 9-11. Yep. So, Never forget. I mean, not only did this movie really not get seen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Um, we like, were like literally invading Iraq yeah, and like, like Mariah Carey's like dropping glitter. I know. Like that's just <laughs> what an unfortunate release date. Yeah. They could have um, pushed it back. Yeah. It's just I just don't think that boded well. Like that being said, this movie can do bad all by itself. Right. Um, But that definitely doesn't help. It could have come out on like Mariah Carey Day. I know. And the stock market is at 100 <laughs> points. Right. <laughs> um, I do also want to let you know a couple things up the top that I took the liberty of looking up because I thought that they would be really... uh. Just interesting to know who directed this and mm-hmm. et cetera. So yeah. just uh, first and foremost, it has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, which is one of the lowest I've ever seen. A feat. One of accomplishment. Lo- one of the lowest I've ever seen. Yeah. And I go on Rotten Tomatoes a lot. Why even give them a score? I mean, it's, at, that point. at that point, it's just like, you know what? It's just an honor to be mentioned. I mean, it's basically wiped from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we had to watch it on YouTube. Oh, my God. We did. With ads. With ads. <laughs> Which made My it sister is going to be like, why won't you just get the ad free? And I, I don't, just, I, I pay for too many, many things. I just pay for too many services and I won't. Anyways, um, I looked up the director because I was like, who directed this movie? So it's this uh, guy named Vondi Curtis Hall. And no. you would recognize him because he has been, he's like an actor that's like in random stuff. Like uh-huh. you have seen him, but he also directs like a lot of like TV and TV movies. Yeah. And so aside from Glitter, like two of the highlights that I saw was that he directed an episode of Gossip Girl in 2008. So just okay. that's that. All right. And then so he, he had seven years under his belt yep, after Glitter yep, to recover. And, yes. I don't know if there was stuff that he did in between <laughs> oh, okay, then, but that, that was, was a, a highlight. Yeah. Um, and then he also directed the Lifetime movie, Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Oh, so, so, yeah, that's perfect for him. This is, like, definitely, like, in the wheelhouse. It of is, what, yeah. He knows how to handle <clears throat> start, uh, a chanteuse. A chanteuse, if you will. Yeah. Um, Should we just dive right into this movie? Because... Sure, or yeah. Or do you just not want to get glitter all over you? <laughs> but much like gl- glitter the product. <laughs> you can't let the glitter get in the way of the starlet. <laughs> oh, my God. You um, know? This is not my first time. This was not my first time watching this. No, I've seen this movie like recently. I watched it with your mom. Yeah, we watched it with your mom recently. I I literally didn't remember anything. No, it it does not like plant any seeds. It's so nondescript. Yeah. Um, My also favorite thing, we watched it on YouTube and uh, just so you know, captions unavailable. Oh, yeah. We couldn't watch it with captions. So that means I have no idea what anyone's name is. Yeah, because like Mariah Carey is inaudible the whole time also. Oh, yeah. A a theme throughout this whole thing is that the character of Billy Frank played by Mariah Carey Carrie does not utter a single word. <laughs> she has no lines. She has not said one single fucking thing. And like she when just, she does, she's like, yeah. She's like, thank you. <laughs> and she's like, ah! that's like. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, it's Billy Frank. Um, so we start off this movie with a totally different tone than the yeah. whole rest of the movie. It's and in it, some sort of black and white. It's like a montage, sepia, yeah. 90s sepia where like only the red shows. Yeah. Okay, Spielberg. I know. I was like, is this Schindler's yeah. List? Um, but it's not. It's Billy it's and her mom Lillian. Like her mom is like a like a lounge singer, like a like a yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Billy's like in the you know a tiny Mariah Carey is at the bar at the bar, 
and played by Hayden Panettiere. It's it not Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> this whole time she's like, it's Hayden Panettiere. It's not. I'm joking. But it does look like her. So I know. maybe you are confused. No, but you know I'm. I got it like that. Yeah, though. you. Oh, you. You and Hayden are pretty tight. So no, I'm really good with faces. No, I know Elena is a genius with faces. We'll literally be watching like a commercial for like termites, and she's like, "That's uh, uh Thackeray Banks from." Someone's gonna know what I'm talking about too. And I'm like, be like, I know that commercial. What? And then I looked it up, and it was Thackeray Banks. So and how sad is that? Yeah. No, you like know shit. what? He's working. Yeah, but he looks like shit. You know what? You're right. He is working. Yeah. And That's you know, a good gig. Maybe he's been through something and he actually looks good through for what he looks like. What did we just watch with De- oh hacks with Devin Sawa? Yeah, Devin looked like he's been through something. Oof. He looked like he's been through a lot. I, I love Our to hop, see. Him. I'm happy to see him. Time. I'm happy to see him. Uh, the boys had a hard time. Yeah. Hollywood is rough. It is. The it's girls too, up. obviously. Anyways, <clears throat> speaking of boys and girls, uh, young Mariah Carey. Yes. So like her mom is like drunk. Right. Instantly, we know the mom is drunk. She brings her up on stage to sing to with sing her. basically like for her, and she starts to sing. And I'm like, "Hold on a minute, is that just Mariah Carey's voice sped up?" <laughs> and I paused the movie and looked it up, and why? Yes, it was. I can't believe you have really good voice. Uh, yes, what you have for faces, I have for voices. Yeah, I was literally like, "That's not a little girl singing." How funny. This it was movie like a chipmunk takes, Mariah yeah. Carey. This movie like has the audacity. This movie takes the piss. Yeah, it does. Um, So instantly we're like, okay, so we know that the mom is like, you know, having a hard time. Yeah. Wait, I want to know if you wrote down this part that I wrote down because I found this to be so funny. Okay, what? When <laughs> they go to see her dad. <laughs> Yeah. And then she's like, it's like a scene still in this like black and white sepia, like back in time thing. Right. It's like right after she sings the song, they like run over to an alleyway and then Mariah Carey's dad is there and she's like, please, we need money to take care. I need to take care of her. And he hands him like 15 ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, that'll do. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, like the show like rustling in his wallet. It was like fifteen rolled up one dollar bills. God, how far did that go? And fucking, I, I was like, huh? Amazing. And then they go to like the house where they're staying at. Was it like an apartment building or like a house that they lived in? The mom and Billy and the mom. I, I feel like it was an apartment. Whatever it was. Billy's mom smokes a cigarette. Yeah. She's drunk. Yeah, no, it was it was like a a, a double like a two family, a two family home sure. type Bur- of thing. Well, and she like burned Brooklyn both families' houses down. Yeah, the whole burned, she got drunk. Yeah, with a cigarette. With a cigarette burnt the house down. A classic cigarette fire. Wait, I just want to point out too that like it starts off early on in the movie. Yeah, that the score of the movie oh. is so fucking corny. Yeah, and it's like part of what makes it so bad. Yeah, like the music in the movie, like the soundtrack the songs are the Mariah songs yeah. are awesome. The songs that are like from the soundtrack right. are awesome. Um, but the score is it's like lifetime lifetime movie yeah. that I think when I found out that he does lifetime movies, I was like, well, this is very much giving a lifetime movie yeah. vibe. And and don't get me wrong. I love a lifetime movie. But yeah. this is not. It, it, and did, I love it had, it had, Carey, Okay, here's but, my <laughs> it has no redeeming qualities. No. It doesn't. Okay, we'll talk. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll let's delve into a little bit okay, more. Okay, so right? well, then after that, of naturally and of course, CPS comes to take her, oh, yeah. and then her mom has to give her uh, to the system because right. she's you know falling asleep with cigarettes. Yeah. 
And this is another thing I know that yeah. I said was that um the music is so stupid. Like so, the next scene is is showing the young Mariah Billy Frank going into like an orphanage, basically. Yes. Where she meets like her two ride or die friends. Also, uh. And, and she's holding a kitten. Yeah, she has a kitten called Whisper. A kitten. And like the music that's playing over is like this Fender Rhodes like <laughs> Look, Louise, there's a new girl. Ca- like I don't even know. Yeah. Like very cheesy. Like like casual R and B overplaying yeah. like a black and white young Mariah Carey going to an orphanage. It, the tone is weird. It doesn't the, go. The music does not go with anything. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. So you're instantly at uneasy. Like whoever like made the music, whoever shot the movie, whoever wrote the script, like all did it in a vacuum. Yeah. Like they didn't share no notes input. With each other. No. No. No yeah, one knew exactly. what anything was about. Whoever edited it. Um, every scene is approximately 32 seconds long. Yeah, at it's most. literally a vignette, a series of vignettes. No, there is no dialogue. No, no one says a word. <laughs> no, it, it, you require no attention it's span. So, yeah, which is good. It's I guess. choppy as fuck. It is choppy as I'm like, we could have at least faded it, in yeah, and out. It's hand handed. <laughs> I wrote. Um, like, Wait, no, we have to talk about what I was what I was saying, though, that all of a sudden this girl who in a house fire never saw one motherfucking kitten, right? nothing, nothing, nothing. She's going she's being taken away by CPS and she has a kitten and she's allowed to bring the kitten into yes. the orphanage. Yep. Mm-hmm. OK, which is one big room. Right. Yeah. With okay. Beds. And then they're like. There's her two friends right away. You're like, all right. Oh, are these her buddies. It's like right. a little girl who's like Debrat as a little kid. Uh-huh. And then I have no idea who the other girl is. I'm sorry. Her name is Roxy. In Roxanne. The movie. Roxy. And they're like, what's your cat's name? What's your cat's name? And then she's like, whisper, whisper, whisper. Barely says a word. <laughs> and then I'm sure Mariah did the voiceover. She's yeah. like, whisper. <laughs> and then um, they're like. I'm black. I'm Puerto Rican. What are you? I'm mixed. And we're like glad. And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah, we got that out of the glad way. Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? Wow. It never comes up again. Exactly. Ham handed. It does. Like what, I'm like, oh, what's the plot here? Are they going to go through a lot as kids? No, because we instantly transition. Okay. Of it goes from her meeting them to a still photograph of yeah. the young Billy dissociating. <laughs> just like a just shot of her. Staring off like she's in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. There's like a scene a where Jack child. Nicholson yeah. like stares for like a really long time. Yeah. It that's was, what the it was, a, her, was, yeah. it was, it was so like it was a, on purpose. Right. We saw this little kid just like staring off into space for like, it faded out for like a 30 very seconds. long time. And instantly we go into a club and it says it's 1983. Mm-hmm. And then it's that's the present day. Mm-hmm. And that's Mariah Carey now and her two friends. Yeah. And they're dancing in a club. I, I'm, I just had to just establish the fact that like I had never I've seen this movie more than once or twice. Like I would say yeah. like maybe four times total. OK, I didn't remember a single thing about the plot. That not being said that all being said, I this is in the 80s yeah and it's because not a single thing was done to make this movie appear as if it was in the 80s this movie did not have one 80s fucking bone in its body no it was it if anything it was futuristic i know some of the technologies in there i was like we didn't well there was some uh, there's there's one thing that follows us throughout the film and in the hair and makeup department. Oh, I thought you were uh, going to say uh, the Twin Towers. Oh. Because that definitely does. We show, yeah. <laughs> to add insult to injury. Yeah. That there's, there's a hair and makeup theme throughout this movie uh-huh. that 
um, it perplexes me to the point where I I'm convinced that this maybe has happened in a different dimension. Yeah, I uh-huh. think this movie maybe didn't even happen in the in the world or the timeline that we are all currently living in uh-huh. because it's so preposterous. Like like we got we picked it up on like a signal somewhere. Yes. Like um, the character of Billy, like one of her fashion choices is that she wears like a stripe of silver glitter paint yep. either on her shoulder or her collarbone. Or like her back. Yes. And you're literally like, is that it doesn't look like a choice enough to no. understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, does she talk about it? No, no one references it. No one talks it. about it. it it's just, like a deliberate choice. Yes. It looks like a fashion statement that she's making. Like, it make, it's just no one says anything. There's so many things that happen that don't come up again. The, um, I mean, it, it's so ham-handed. Like, it's like... And the message is terrible. Um. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. I'm like, can but you... Like, just like, you, let Mariah sing. <laughs> like, she... Like, the the outfits that they wore, like, the, it's not remotely 80s. The hair and makeup is, it's like... It's not even good. It's almost as if Mariah Carey, like, fought with them to allow her to keep her, like, her current, current day look. look. Like, it's yes. that... It's that off. Yeah. Like, the set is not 80s. Like, the furniture, the cars. There's, like, scenes in, like, Soho, and it's, like, this was made in two, the year yeah, 2000. Yeah, literally has, like, a Spiga sign. Yeah. Like, I can, I can see there's there are people like from the from, normal world from the walking around yes. and they're like they have like cell phones and they're wearing just like Oakley's to the, like Mariah Carey walking down the street and you just say hey, hey. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like pretty much the soundtrack <laughs> Okay, so we're immediately in 1983. They're at the club. Yeah. And immediately. Immediately. Terrence Howard is there with Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Things I, move fast in this movie, I did which not I like. knew that Padma. I did not I did know. Not knew. You know I did why? not know. Because I'm sure she had it away from the fucking internet. I mean, it, it, it's it's wild. Like The fact that she came back from that. Oh, my God. She she does look fantastic. Yeah, she's beautiful. Always has done. Mm-hmm. Um, They're like, oh, my God, you guys are the best dancers in this club. Like, what? Yeah, they're wearing these, like, cheetah leopard print. It was cheetah First of all, night. Nothing in this club is like eighties. Like they're playing eight an eighties song. Yeah. But like it's so civilized. Oh. It's almost as if like cocaine didn't exist. Right. It almost looks like a Nickelodeon dance that it like was, someone It's threw. very Canadian Nickelodeon yes. production. Yes. Do you know what I is mean? Like, the, it's like, like a sound I think stage. In yes, Canada. it's like no, that's what I mean. Like the Canadian sound stages. Yeah. Like that's exactly the I was vibe. like, no one looks fucked up enough. No. It, no it, one's touching. No one's sweaty. There was no hairspray in the audience. Right. No, no, nothing. That's right. They, they fucking didn't use any hairspray. There was not a single mullet. No. Nope. All the men had haircuts that were made with, with like modern day gels. Yeah. There was no like acid wash anything. No. no it was like crazy. There this wasn't not, there wasn't nearly enough tan and brown for me. No. Like like the people underestimate in the 80s and 90s how much tan and brown clothing and decor. Everything well, like I, I honestly think like, like that the panels would have, that would have like imagine <clears throat> if um I forget her name, but the person who did Clueless and like Romy and Michelle. Imagine yeah. oh, if she yeah. had done this movie. The costume designer. Or like, yeah. I think that like, that's that where Glitter miss. really misses is like this movie could be actually fun if the costuming and the hair and makeup and were the better. the set design and like everything. Because like, like the it, story, we don't necessarily need it. But we, if we had some fun music and some fun stuff. Right. Like at least like a time capsule. Right. At least an artistic, you know, journey through time. Yeah. But instead, that's we did not get that. We get. Them immediately being scouted to be backup singers for Padma Lakshmi, who's like this like up and coming pop star named Silk with a Y. Yeah. And Terrence is named he's Tim and he is like Timothy. He's her producer. It very much follows like I think the rise of like Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Like how Madonna came to be like back in the 80s, like 
if you guys don't know, like they used to bring like like singles and shit to clubs, and that's where everyone would hear songs, like dance clubs in New York City, basically. Right, so like whoever, whoever was DJing labels, like had so much power. Right, would go out to these clubs and yeah. you know try and catch the new dance hits. Yeah, and that's like basically how Madonna got famous. She just like made songs and like brought them to clubs. Right, and like got heard. Exactly. So they're always at clubs, these people. Yeah. And they basically like, so it's her and the, her two friends from the orphanage. They are roommates and they were roommates. <laughs> and they are now backup singers and dancers uh-huh. for Silk, a.k.a. Padma Lakshmi, uh-huh. who is tone deaf. Right. We find out. Yeah, we're getting a classic Millie Vanilli setup. I, I need to impress upon you everybody enough that these scenes happen they're 30 seconds long if that we instantly know okay she is not a good singer mariah is a great singer and she's going to millie vanilli for her and that's it's called ghost singing and they tell or something and we're like oh okay so this is going to be this is what the movie is about Mm -hmm. this is the movie about her pushing from behind padma lakshmi Mm -hmm. that's what you think it's about right it is not nope because so far that's actually it yeah so far, we're like, is this a movie about her and her mom? No, the mom is gone. Is this a movie about her and the friends and the friends? No, not about the friend. Those scenes last for two seconds. Yeah. Oh, I like Pamela you know, Lakshmi literally goes. They like go to take her picture. Yeah. And, like, the girls are behind her, and she literally goes, "Um, we don't need them." Oh, you don't need them. They don't matter. They're just backup. They don't matter. Yeah, they don't matter. And that's when Mariah Carey blows up her spot right away and just starts singing whistle notes. Yeah. And I'm so into you. That's my. In front of everyone. Everyone. And then, so then, this guy, Dice. Dice. I'm Dice. Who's the DJ. He hears her and he's like, I knew that wasn't Silk singing. Yep. And he's this guy who is obviously British, but doing like some kind of a New York accent. Yeah. Which I do love. He's like um, a, a D-list Stephen Dorff clone type guy. Yeah. I've, like, he's not, only I've not in seen this one him thing. Anything, in anything but this. I'm pretty sure they only cast him because he could play the. Oh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that because that was one of the highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's like instantly like I found her. She's like I'm gonna I'm gonna this is my girl. You can sing. Like he goes right up to her yeah. and he's like, "How do you want to play at Madison Square Garden? Like I'm gonna make you a star." And she's like, "What?" Yeah. And he does like this whole ruse where he's like, "Everyone, it's talent night. I'm the DJ." And like is like I'm gonna play this beat and then you just take the mic and do your talent. And like yeah. of course like he brings it to Mariah and she's like. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, screaming. And then he's like, you see, you're amazing. And she's like, she hasn't, first of all, she hasn't said a word. Yeah. She's like, "Eh." and like, um, no star quality at all. She's like, can't talk. It's so funny because you say that. And that's why the reason we're bringing this up is because Mariah Carey has so much star quality. Yeah. She, when you see her like on stage singing and that, you're like, oh my God. But in this movie, I don't know if it's the script, the this, the that. Like, she has, this movie is not about her. No, it's about Dice. It's about Dice. <laughs> I, I think that Mariah Carey in this movie is hyper aware of the fact that she's acting. Yeah. Like she is like giggling about the fact that she's like in a scene with this guy. She's like, I can't believe that I'm here. I know. Like she's like, <laughs> are you guys like serious? Yeah. Like she, like, she, she thinks it's so like a funny. joke. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Like she's sort of like, like laughing the whole time. Yeah. It's like when Pete Davidson actually did sketches on SNL and he was yeah, like, I can't exactly believe like they're that. letting me do this. It's exactly like that. <laughs> So 
So she's there. He's like, okay, we got to get you away from Timothy because he's her current producer. And so he goes to Timothy and he's like, I want the girls. I want, you know, I want Billy Billy and the girls. And he's like a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, is this seriously a movie right now where we're watching two guys discuss the price of people that like genuinely don't belong to that? Like have the talent. Like, like they're the ones like with the, the talent. Craziest thing. I'm instantly like, this movie is about dice. I can see they just started to center yeah. it around. Cause now no I we no longer even see Mariah anymore. Right. There were so many scenes where I'm just like, whose point of view is this? I know. Show me this bitch singing. Uh, there was barely any singing. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, stuff of her, like, writing. There's barely anything of, like, writing music. There was barely music in it. Right. I was it like, was like a Star Wars Born without the music. Give me the music. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. And, the, like, the music that they did do is mm-hmm. so, like, does not fit the time at all. Yeah. And, like, even hearing her singing over these, like, kind of 80s, like, Prince style beats, like, it yeah. does not fit at all. It sounds so no. weird. It's like John Mayer singing, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's like, Earth, Wind, Fire. Yeah, that's like, not even Earth, Wind. September. Yeah. And you're like, ew. It's like, that's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Like, she should sound I'm like. I'm still laughing at myself saying John, like, John Mayer literally singing the words Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's, yep, that's the song. That's my brain did. So dumb. Anyway. But, like, she should sound like expose or something, you know? Right. Where she's, like, singing. Very expose. Very, what's what's uh, what's her name's band? Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Michelle Visage. Yes. Like, give me but that. Like she's like, what is, what is the song that she sings? I, I can't remember. Um, I'm not sure, Elena, because this is the part in the movie is when she, I wrote for the very first time, but I wrote it a few times. How long is this movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. I feel like at 40 minutes, we were like, oh, my God, there's still so much more. I And so much happens. It, it happened. Honestly, I was having an information overload. I was like, information overload. What sound, what like sound does your brain make when it has too much information? <laughs> <laughs> It goes, action? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Wait. Okay. So, oh, and then I wrote, how long is this movie? And then, like, I think, like, a really fun song played. And I was like, okay, Lisa's her fun song. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, uh, how's it go? Didn't, didn't mean to turn you on. Oh, yeah. Didn't mean to turn you on. That was fun. But, like, yeah, it just sounds weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wait. Now, now Dice is, like, bringing her to clubs playing her songs yeah all these record labels are like obsessed with her isn't the production quality of it like porn level oh yes it does it felt feels like a porn very this much sequence that you're talking it, about i was like is this a porn it felt the way that they it felt like she was being trafficked the whole movie yeah for sure it's literally just like a bunch of dudes discussing her and she just like follows them around and she doesn't even like go to the meetings no. she's like how's the meeting yeah she's like and like they're like after they play her tape, this like, was it CMZ? Who's like the big record? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. They're like, we really like your sound. Come in tomorrow. And she's like, thank you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. She literally, the scene is her, her getting a record deal. And she's yeah. like, thank you. And she turns around and leaves That's with so Dice. That's so funny. Dice does all the work. Yeah. Ugh. Not that he's like, deserves it, but Dice is literally learning all the lines. I really feel like Mariah was like, I do not want to learn lines. No, she refused. No. I feel like they told her that morning that she was going to be in the movie. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Um, I do want to also mention this. This is a part where like 
side ponytails start coming in. Yeah. They are not authentic to the time. No, not remotely. They They're get, like Jojo Siwa side ponytails. And, but worse. Yeah. And progressively they get worse and worse and yeah. weirder and weirder. Yeah. And I'll tell you about them when they happen. It's it's like it was we could see the argument between her and hair and makeup. Yeah. About they were like, can we 80s. please do it crimped? And she's like, absolutely like, not. Like production is saying it's not 80s enough. Right. Mariah. Yeah. And she's like, no. no. You can t- you can you can tell. There's just no she was not going to no. do an 80s costume. And I feel like the entire movie, we only see her good side, like you said. Oh, yeah. She we, is only shot from one side. A hundred percent. And like also no one from her, like neither of her friends were mad that she just like went off on her own and like became a star. Oh, there is absolutely zero conflict yeah, with like, the friends. No one's mad and about she anything. like drops them like 18 times in the movie. Yeah. And no, I thought, oh, is this going to be about her realizing her friends are important to her? No. Nope. Not about that. And then so they, they go on this like hilarious date and there's a date scene and like it's so oh, yeah. painful. Now, the wait. acting is just now, like so bad. all of a sudden you guys, this, I want to remind you, D- D- Dice is her like producer or whatever, or he's like representing her. All of a sudden they're, they're dating? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Why'd you get me, Rose? They're dating? They're just like on a date. Uh, and then she's like, are we on a date? Is this a date? And he's like, no, this, this is not a day. No. <laughs> but and like, then he, the they scene are. ends. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? Oh, this is a scargot. Snails. It's, it's like a French delicacy. And then like they go home to like his house, to his house yes. to like, you know, and uh, he she's takes like, I'll off come her, up for five minutes. Yeah. And he takes off her clothes like from behind, like uh, what they think is like an 80s, like textured glass. Uh huh. Uh, that was the most 80s thing they could find for like the whole movie. Right. And he reveals like a huge pair of like white granny panties that she's wearing. I lo- Which I loved. Which was so 90s. Yes, it was. They were not 80s. No, they were. This is 1983 too. Like yes. 1983 was basically the 70s. Right. Exactly. Or how about even think about that. So then those flashback sequences were even earlier yeah, than that. Yeah, they were like in the 60s. They were not. No. No, they were current day. Um, the future, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. And one other thing, too. They go into his apartment, right? Obviously, before they go behind the frosty glass and get it on. Yeah. Um, he reveals to her that he has a marimba in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has like a bunch of instruments. And he can play all of them. Similar to the xylophone, but a little different. This is, this is actually called a marimba. And uh, that's one of my favorite instruments. Can you move down a little, please? Thank you. That's why he, they, he got the part, because he could play the marimba. He literally starts playing the marimba, and I was like, this is the most random movie I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Um, I actually have in my notes, this movie makes no sense, does not consider time and space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted you to know that the words LOL yeah, all, are yeah, all over this all page. Over. Wait one second. And I'm like, in my notes, I'm like, does she still live at home with those girls? Like, she was recognized at dinner, so yeah, she started to get recognized. Yes, so she's getting famous. Does she have money? We have no idea. Like, it doesn't. There's no context for anything. Like, you don't even know if like how long the girls are trying to get famous. You don't know if this is like an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden, she's just like famous, but she's not. She's barely said a word. She's famous. We don't know how she feels about it. I don't know if she likes it or not. No, but Dice has a lot of feelings. Yeah, this, yeah, the protagonist of this film, Dice. So all of a sudden now Dice's character takes like a sharp turn 
because he went from being like, I'm going to like, we're going to do this. You're going to be an MSG, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, like we're at a photo shoot and now he doesn't want her wearing a bikini. Yeah. So he, he's like, getting he's a like little, crazy about her, re- like her, wearing revealing clothing. Right. There's reason. a controlling thing going on here, which comes around later. too. But like at first she's like, I'm uncomfortable. So you're like, OK, he's just standing up for her. He like pulls her off the no, set. They, they want different dancers. They want to get rid of her friends. Oh, they get rid of her friends. And too. then they br- they're like sec- the directors, like some randomly like German tall guy. Right. And he's like, sex says, baby. Yeah. Uh, get rid of these girls. Yeah. And then he brings in four dudes. <laughs> yes. To dance with her. I don't know. Which is, I guess, sexier than two women. I guess. But they mind you, this is like the second or third time that these friends have been literally dumped. Yeah. Like, and they're like, trash. bye, see you later yeah. at home. Like, like, sounds good, girl. No, yeah. Nothing's wrong. Right. Mariah does not fight for them. Yeah. They're just she, like actually gone. They don't like to explain no, it at all. No, they just like, leave. Yeah. yeah. Bye. And they storm <laughs> off the set. She leaves with Dice. And this is like the first time like Dice is like, you know, get a little bit of a temper. We're like, OK, Dice. Yeah. Um, no dice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say during this time, I start to feel despondent for many scenes I wrote. <laughs> so, OK, so now um, there's also a PR team that comes into the scene. Yeah. So now you're starting to see like there's a struggle between dice and then like the, the, the record label. label. Yeah, because they also want her to use like a di- they want her to use a different producer for the next. Right. They're like, we don't want him to do your next album. Something that her publicist said that I very much co-signed was that she doesn't do photo shoots before noon because they have to stay fresh and I agree with that. Yeah. And she said we don't work after six either and I was like you're the best. Oh wow. You know what? We stand a woman who has boundaries in the workforce. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again can't reiterate enough how much she's being treated like a literal prop. Mm -hmm. In a um, 2022 New York City. Right. Um, And I just want to also as you said that it's around this time like when he like they're like leaving the set where they kind of pan at the city and we see the twin towers yep. as a reminder this came out 10 days after 9 11 yeah yep. so and then just uh it, it's it's so spastic like they're the most spastic shots in this movie it's the twin towers and then you get a fade in of luther vandross never too much <laughs> and then you see the girls shopping for literally five seconds <laughs> And then they all buy yes that ends immediately. Yeah, and they get one matching gold outfit with each other, like Destiny's Child, and that's it. And then, but you guys, and then that was it. They got matching outfits like as if they were going to be in the show together. Yeah, but they had already been fired. And then they had already been fired. It was literally five seconds long. It it was a mistake. It was. It should yeah, not. There were have, mistakes. It, it shouldn't have been there. Like I feel like they stored they like discarded files in like in the movie by yes. accident. What the actual? It's so funny. I know. I was like pretty much like, did anybody watch this before they posted it online? That's what it felt like. Right. You got to edit your TikTok better. Um, so and I then, oh, this is I did right here. What the fuck are these side ponytails? Part seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What she, they're using, the fuck They're using they? hair products and tools that don't exist. Right. And also ever. Right. Ever. Then they move in together, right? Yeah. We're at a point in the movie where they're doing well. She's like yeah. number one song for like 10 weeks. Although we can never tell how they're doing because she and Dice will be like, this song's doing bad or this is bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're like, you're number one, baby. I know. Like, like one scene is no like, sense. we don't like any of these new songs. And they're like, this is the best song, baby. Right? And you're like, is she is she successful or is she doing badly? I, yeah. You can't have it. Like, I don't and understand. Like, there's nothing in their life to indicate that they're doing well. That they've gone any. They've gone. No, any success. everyone's living like, in the same house. Yeah. 
No one's wearing no one's wearing no any famous. different Everyone's clothes. Everyone's walking around. Everyone's like no one's taking a car anywhere. She's still covered in silver paint. Yeah, with an, it's a ponytail that is neither here nor there. And then she gets dice after. Oh, they they're like um. This is how fast the movie goes. It's like I think we should move in together. Yes. Literally, the next shot is her in his room with a bunch of boxes. Yes. Right. And, and she's like unpacking, yes. and she's like. I found a box of my mom's things. I found this stuff of my mom's. I'm like, you found it unpacking? Oh, yes. This is where I wrote. I was like, she finds a ring of her mom's in the, her, her mom's stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, unpacking, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and this is the first time we bring the mom up. It's right. an hour into the movie. I want to remind you that the beginning of this movie was like a very big mother daughter vibe. Yeah. Like This is going to be the story of the show. Like considering how long the other storylines are given time. This one had a lot lot of time. So we have not seen or heard about her mom for a fucking hour. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about her mom. And she's like upset about it. And we're like, what is this movie about? And then she gets him a Yamaha DX7 synthesizer piano. And was that even out? I don't even know. That's like. I feel like no. Right? Yeah. So he gets a keyboard. Uh huh. Um, (laughs) I wrote. This is what is this movie about? This is now a sad girl about her mom, and then she sings a very sad mom song. Right, it goes, it goes, it goes directly. She gives him a a keyboard. Um, you dissociate, and then all yeah. of a sudden, she is now singing and playing the piano, like her guts out. This like yeah. beautiful song uh, and sad song about like, did you ever care about me? Yeah, it's the lady. It's the end of the Lady Gaga song at the end of Star Is Born. Right. It's like her song, and I was like, what? The tone of the movie completely shifts because I'm like, this movie might be about dice being controlling. No, yeah. I don't know about that. Like, it's it, they're they're starting us off on so many plots yeah. and so many themes, and they could never pick one. No. So like now, literally, literally, like when the scene after you dissociated mm-hmm. is this number one selling artist, mm-hmm. number one on the Billboard charts, singing sensation, Billy Frank mm-hmm. puts on an Ann Taylor sweater set mm. to go to CPS by herself. Right. To ask if they know where her mom is. Yeah, that did not happen. This Come bitch on. is going to a government agency. Yeah. It, no. She's like a, she's a, a world famous. Excuse pop star. me. This is like Lady Gaga going to the DMV. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And they're like, where's your mom? And they're like, we didn't keep notes on your mom. So we'll let you know if we find out where she is. So she's like, I don't know where my mom is all of a sudden. And it's like, well, are you just like, is it because you're famous that you're like, I didn't really understand the impetus for like, is it because she found the ring? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Unpacking. It reminded her of her mom. She like forgot. She forgot about her mom. Okay, cool. Now that I'm settled. Pizza going the other way. Cool. 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 (laughs) Um... So okay, they basically, so now, yeah, oh, wait, sorry. oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say that they they uh, want her to do like a dance duet. Yeah, to, they don't. I like, wrote, they don't like her songs anymore. They're um, the mom song is too. Woe is me. What about the song I wrote? Oh, that was they didn't dig the woe is me type thing. And, you know, this is the 80s and everybody wants to dance. Yeah, literally, like, what they, they said. Her, her songs are too sad. <laughs> right. And they needed her to do a dance crossover. And she needs to work with, like, other producers, so, like, no more Dice. Yeah. All of a sudden, we see Dice now, and he's an alcoholic. This has just yeah. developed. But, like, it's literally, like, Dice going to a meeting and coming out and her, her being like, how's the meeting? Yeah. And, like, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. No and one- he's like, it's fine. He plays it cool. Yeah. Like, the new producer thing. He was like, I got my own things to do. Right. Type of attitude. But, like you said, he's... 
like like out of nowhere there was never even a mere mention of this man even enjoying a single beverage no. up until this moment yep. where all of a sudden he is being coded as a a hardcore lifetime alcoholic yep. and i'm just like huh like again out of nowhere okay so now we're back this is now dice's story again right um, but then we go to the USA Music Awards, the they, famous USA Music Awards. The PR Awards. people go, they want you for the USA Music <laughs> Awards. And I was like, never heard of it. <laughs> so we can talk about Madison Square Garden, but we can't say the Grammys. I get it. Yeah. Like, no. what? Wait. And then in between this scene of like her, them saying that we want you for the music, music, USA Music Awards, suddenly Dice is like they're showing shots of him by himself in his apartment. He can play every instrument. Yeah. He has every instrument. Yeah. And he's in a jazz band. Right. Yeah, he's he has now, like three it, guys over in his apartment, in and a they're full jazz, jazz musicians. And they're, like he's literally like te- telling the drummer how, how to, to drum. do a drum, and it's the guy, and he's doing it. Yeah, that's it's literally so ten second funny. scene. This is just a movie of ten second vignettes. Yeah, that like maybe it'll be a movie when we're done with yeah. it. Yeah. So then at the USA Music Awards, she comes across the Eric Benet character. Definitely feels like a PR showman Definitely. setup. There, it's like during rehearsals. But and, again, like, this sh- movie plants a lot of seeds that don't grow. Right. So you're, it does feel like very much like they just like wanted them to meet. And they're literally um, just like, hi, cool song. Like she cannot act at all. No. Out of the bag. It must have been pretty bad because at this point I wrote, um, I dissociated again. Well, what happened was that they <laughs> cut from the rehearsal of the USA Music Awards to them leaving for the after party. <laughs> Of the USA Music Awards. Right. So we barely even like see her outfit. That yeah. she, like, wore. We don't see her performance at the no. USA Music Awards. No song, it's just no them nothing. leaving, going to an after party. This is a movie of transitions. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it shows their friends and uh, like they're going to go to the after party too. And it kind of sets it up for this like, oh, they're not going to let them in type of vibe. Yeah. But then we're just like next shot there. They're all talking at the after party. And then <laughs> um, I had the thought at this point, why does this movie not pass the Bechdel test? Right. I was like, isn't this a movie about like pop stars and like it's her friends Glitter. and her mom? And there's just like a bunch of dudes, like um, a bunch of like alcoholic controlling men. Yeah. Um, Show me DeBrat instead. Yeah. We barely see DeBrat. She's barely DeBinnett at all. <laughs> also um, like her, but their furniture in their house. It shows them getting ready. It's like from Wayfair. Right. It's modern. It is it's modern to the point where you're like, they didn't that didn't even exist. Yeah. Wait. So now they're in the car. They're like after the they're in the car after the awards show. Mm-hmm. Right. And for some reason, DeBrat and Roxy are with them, even though they're no they longer in to the, the band. after party. Right. They, they just like came they're to the after party. Them, yeah. Right. And he's wasted now in this plot line that he's drunk again and yeah. he starts being abusive towards everybody. He is lashing out. He's controlling. He's saying mm-hmm. things that are like racist, kind of. Yeah. Um, he calls DeBrat fat. I produce just something a little more than a body pop, fat ass. Dice, fat ass. Who are you calling fat ass? And it's awful. Like, they're like, pull the pull the limo over. Hey, are fat ass. Yeah. And they get out and they're like, are you coming with us to Mariah Carey? And Mariah Carey fucking stays in the car. Yeah. So she's yeah. dissed her friends now for the 800th time. Yeah. I also wrote that um, Dice is the protagonist. This movie is about Dice. Is I also literally <laughs> wrote this movie is about Dice. And then this is the point where she's like, what? Like, he's terrible. And then he comes in and is like, sorry about last night. She's like sobbing. And right? for some reason, he's not wearing a shirt, but just his dice necklace. Yeah, he's now he, he's get, he gets progressively more naked as the movie goes on. For some reason. On. And she gets more clothed. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, And he's like, she's like, what's happening to you? I don't even care about doing this career without you. I know. And you're like, you guys met 
like two minutes ago. Yeah. What are you even like, talking about? What? Do you have any ambitions? Right. Maybe she doesn't even want to be here. That's what I wrote. I was like, why are you doing like this is about love? Right. Since when? I thought yeah. this was about your mom. I know. Or, who is this about? <laughs> We're in like a very weird place right now because like it, she seems to be like, OK, everything is all good with me and this my alcoholic boyfriend. Right. And then she comes home and Dice is out and Timothy is back. Yeah. So Timothy, if we can remember, is Terrence Howard, who was her OG manager when she was doing the Millie Vanilli for Silk. Yeah. And he basically says, where's my fucking hundred thousand dollars? Uh-huh. I will kill you. And yeah. we're like, okay. Right. The plot thickens? I was like, the tone of the, the movie at that point changed completely. Yep. It all of a sudden became sort of some sort of like kiss the girls, double jeopardy right. thriller, and which they, I'm okay with. I wish it, it was had, welcomed. That could have been there the whole time. Yeah. But like this happens so quick, like Dice comes home in the next flicker of scene. Yeah. And she's like, he said this exact thing to me. And then he leaves. And then the next thing you know, we see him beating the immediately. shit. Immediately. Yeah. Beating the shit out of, of Terrence Howard. Uh-huh. And he gets arrested and Terrence Howard goes to the hospital. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> And uh, Billy Frank had to leave late night live to bail him out of jail. Yeah, she was like about to go on like the David Letterman show. Yeah. So she go- goes in her gown and bails Dice And there's out all of jail. these paparazzi there too. Yeah. Like, not paparazzi, like whatever, the news, yeah. the press. Because there weren't paparazzi then. Wait, this part is so funny to me because the first thing he says after he sobers up after this is he just goes, sorry. And this is exactly how he says it. Okay, like this is the tone. Sorry about that, Billy. I'll make it up to you. I promise. (laughs) Huh? I'm sorry about that, Billy. I'll make it up to you. I promise. And then all of a sudden it gets nasty and he brings up her mom. They get in a fight. He basically is like, says something to the effect of, that's why your mom does, would, or like your mom would be so proud of you because you're a big slut or yeah. something like he that. He slut shames her and the whole movie. she slaps him. So she starts fucking moving out and she, guess who makes a reappearance? Yeah. Who has been here the whole time? Yeah. This bitch is carrying Whisper out with her. Whisper the cat. Remember I was Whisper? like, is that motherfucking Whisper First of all, is Whisper 18? Whisper's gotta be at least 18 years old. <laughs> Does Whisper need, is he on a kidney diet? Yeah, like, what like, are we yeah, doing? dialysis happening? Yes, be careful with Whisper. Why involve Whisper in this? Right. They're, the the way that cats just come and go in this movie is uh, a mystery for the ASPCA. Maybe Cats, the movie, the movie <laughs> specifically, is about Whisper. It definitely lives in the same universe as this yeah, movie. Yeah, it does. And Taylor Swift is in it. <laughs> so she leaves this guy's house. Where does, where she, she, go? Was where does she go, Elena? Not the four seasons, I'll tell you that. She goes back to the girls and they welcome her with open arms. The old apartment. Why, Mm -hmm. in God's name, are these friends not giving this girl some constructive criticism? Yeah, maybe because she's not like helping them live somewhere better. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, what is happening? It is such a the, these are there's everybody in this movie is a prop. There's no character development for anybody except for kind of dice. No, not really. But only because no. this actor, I have to give it to the guy who plays Dice. He really put his full butthole I mean, into it. He was it. doing his full on Al Pacino. Yeah, he was really that, trying. You know, all these British guys do when they can't figure it out. Yeah, he was doing a full. He gave his full butthole. Yeah. Um. A, a big Jonathan Reese moment. I during this time again, they 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 go back to a scene with Dice. He's practicing the keyboards. They like just intercut for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's just like shots of him 
playing the keyboards. At this point, too, I, I made a note that it is so not the 80s. Like, it's no. couldn't be. It's They've dropped even the idea of it. You know, my favorite um, instance of like one of my favorite shots of it so dramatically not being the 80s mm. was when she first signed the record deal. And everyone at the record label, like, it looked as if, like, the costuming department was like, holy shit, like, what do we fucking do? We didn't get suits for the record <laughs> label guy. And then they were like, just go to men's warehouse and buy really big suits. <laughs> and, like, that's what they did. They literally look like a bunch of penguins and well, oversized like huge, suits. They look like a bunch of kids in, like, big, big, huge suits. There is very much, like, a high school production of porn glitter. Porn. Yeah. It, like, but with adults. But that level. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happened, guys. And that's what happened. Okay, so Eric Benet is now back for yep. a sexy duet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like then the best they part of the movie. they do the duet. It's uh, they sing it, and that's that. And, and it was all, great. all of a sudden, she's um, selling out Madison Square Garden. That's yep. where we are. No, you know, you thought her life was doing bad, and there, her songs weren't selling, and the nope. sad girl. Nope, she's at Mass selling out Madison Square Garden. Yep. And then we just like get a note from somebody. They're like, um, Dice is not going to make it. <laughs> He's not going to make it tonight, but he sends you good luck. And you're like, it's like from a PR person and you know they're lying because yeah, yeah, yeah. like they don't want her to talk to and him. And like meanwhile, they're call she's like calling him and then like hanging up on his voicemail answers and like, you know, they're like telepathically writing songs yeah, to each other. They're sort of like passing ships a little bit because yeah. they're like kind of broken up. Um, But he's like writing her a song like he composes a song. And she and- like writes lyrics at the same time, right? Like, yeah. Telepathically. Yeah, exactly. They're like writing a song apart but together yeah and then what do you know she's back at dice's apartment she basically like breaks in like do you still have a key she just goes in she just goes in yeah they're like exes how long have they been broken up like i don't i don't know this movie feels like it took place in the course of four business days yeah and like don't forget before she does this they have like another like rehearsal and like a center stage style right dance studio with her friends right brat and roxy and she just has like a diva meltdown yeah. and leaves. She has the her one and only diva meltdown of the entire movie. And yeah. it's so Over random. Over nothing. Over nothing. Just like she's a diva now. I yeah. wrote I literally wrote she's a diva now. Yeah. Um and so she goes into Dice's apartment. He's obviously not there. Uh-huh. Um, and she sees the piece of music that he's written for her. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she literally plays two notes of it on the on the piano. And I wanted to note that I do think it was a body double. I don't think right. she played it. And it's literally just plunking notes. I just wanted to say that. Um, and she immediately starts crying. Yeah. Two notes in. She's like, this is a song for me. And she plays maybe seven more notes. And then she picks up the paper and leaves a nude lipstick with a right. heart. And she signs it with a B. So right. he knows that she was there. So uh, just keeping things real chronological. He comes in after she leaves uh-huh. and sees that it's there. And he's like, she saw it. Yeah. I wrote... On my notes, don't show this movie to young girls, please. For many reasons. Yeah. I also wrote A Star is Born meets Madonna minus the music. <laughs> um, um, plus more abuse. Right. So um, so she sees a song and then he ends up like writing her some sort of note. Yeah. But okay, um, so she she's, goes to Madison Square Garden, I guess, from his apartment. <laughs> we don't really see her because... Um, Oh, all yeah. Of the, all of the sudden. <laughs> right. Tim is out of the hospital. We see Tim and we see Dice and things get really dark. Right. And then Tim walks up to Dice and shoots him point blank in the heart. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, now he's really not going to get that hundred thousand dollars back. Like yeah. that's is that that's like I, how does that when work he was like, I'm going to like what? Cool You're chess the, move. First of all, like everyone's going to know you did this, yeah. Terrence Howard. Like good job. And and of course, I mean, I don't know if I needed to even say this because the way that he shoots him is literally he puts the gun on his physical body yeah, it's and a kill then shot. Shoot, yeah, it's a, a point blank. Yeah. So he did. He does pass away. Uh, yeah, he immediately passes away. From instant a gunshot wound to the chest. Instant shot back to Madison Square Garden backstage. Right. Oh, my God. Turn on the news. Channel 9. And they're like, where's Billy? She's like late yeah. to Madison Square Garden. For God knows why. And the news. She has to stop at Pret-a-Manger. Stop. <laughs> Le Pen Quotidien. <laughs> she had to go to Le Pen Quotidien and take a huge shit. Oh, my God. You know what? We've all been there. Yeah. I so mean, they, those coffee house bathrooms, God bless. Yeah. God rest their souls. Yep. Um, so, like, she's late and they're, like, watching, like, this news and it's, like, famous producer. DJ. Some, DJ. Something. William Julian Dice, Dice yeah. Black has died from a gunshot wound. Suspect is still at large. And they're all, like, I hope Billy's not with him. And it, like, pans over to her and, like, her reaction to, like, basically finding out that the quote-unquote love of her life has died. Was just murdered. Was murdered brutally. Mere moments ago. Was to swallow. She couldn't muster a single tear. She just swallowed. Yeah. And then, and then, and then she's goes on stage to Madison Square Garden and she's got this dress on that she has poured into. It's, yeah. like, it's glittery, guys. It's not remotely 80s. No. And she shuffles on the stage and the way that i could describe this was exactly the way that the alien girl in mars attacks yeah, moves shuffles. like floats on stage uh-huh. that's exactly how she shuffles onto her madison square garden a concert. thousand percent she's also like not even remotely upset couldn't be less upset you know like that part in the katie perry documentary where she gets divorced from russell brand and, and she it, like, like yeah she like finds out like in the right before she's about to go up yeah, on she's stage. like really upset and then like you see her face transition as she's like lifted onto stage into like a smile yeah that's like literally what it was like it was actually but not katie perry's like made more sense yeah because this woman didn't have a reaction either way no and he had literally just been murdered right and she gets on stage and she's like everybody out there don't ever take anybody for granted don't ever take anyone for granted. You may never know. If you can tell them that they're gonna love you. She like ruins the show. Yeah. And so we're like, Yeah, because it's like huh? the opening act is already all hyped up. Right. She like and stops. It's, it's it. starting to play like lover boy. And like she, we're she's talking about him like as if he was the love of her life, the best thing ever. He was literally a controlling, abusive asshole alcoholic. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to forget that. This what is the message of this movie? Right. Where's her mom? Also, I don't know. He literally just died. She's acting like he this is like the 10 year anniversary it's not like concert. He just of his died. Death. He was murdered. Yeah. Yes. Isn't she worried for her safety? I know. I mean, okay, so this is actually the best part of the movie though. Because she starts to sing Never Too Far Away. Yeah. And then that there's Mariah Carey. Yeah. There there is our girl. She's yeah. just got it. Him getting murdered was the best thing that's ever, ever happened, happened to, her. to her. That's what I'm taking away from this yeah. is that she couldn't be happier. Yeah. She's like, oh, never yeah. too far away. <laughs> Like, she's just like, I love it so much. Like, you know that, like, chortle thing? And she's like, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah, whatever it is. Cut yeah. that out. Cut that out. We don't want to kill anybody with that. Um, <laughs> and then she goes backstage after, like, singing one song. She sings one song. 
and goes backstage. And then someone comes and tells her. Oh, my God. Yes. That social services. Called. No, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Someone goes. Someone leaves her a note and it's. Oh, yeah, it's Billy. It's it's Billy. Billy. No, it's Dice yeah. has left her a homicide note. Yeah. Yep. 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 As yep. if he was going to predict his own homicide. Yep. And he there, wrote Billy on He it. wrote her like this note for with flowers for after one the flower, show. One yeah. One rose. single red rose. And like she touches like her name, Billy, like he wrote it. Yes. He touches it. And basically it's like. Congratulations, Billy. Madison Square Garden. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. I was so happy to know you came by today. I just hope you've missed me as much as I've missed you. I love you forever. I'm gonna miss you forever. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. I've got some good news for you. Social services called and they found your mother. By the way, social service yeah. is called and a car is going to take you directly from the show yeah. to your mom's house. Where was it? It's almost like he was trying to contact, uh, contact you about your extended warranty. Right. In um, his, no, in, in Maryland. In, in a small Maryland. town in Maryland. So like he's literally giving her instructions to get into this like limo, which she immediately does after her her after he is her boyfriend is murdered. Yeah. She's done a show at Madison Square Garden. Of one she song. just found out that her mother is still alive and in Maryland and sober and sober. And this bitch doesn't even have she doesn't even put a pair of sweatpants on. No, she, in her gown. She's like, driver to Maryland. Drives directly to Maryland right from the show. Yep. And they just hug. They go. They, it's they like pull the notebook. Honestly. Wait, no, they like pull up at this place and she's just like a regular ass mom in a house. Well, like a white picket fence. Literally. Oh, just like what? Literally like the notebook. It's like, where Rachel have McAdams you has been? been here. It was like beautiful. Yeah. And then they embrace. Also, your daughter's famous with her reg with her name that you gave her. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you didn't. You were you trying to contact her? Yeah, what? I wrote um, they hug. They sob. Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote no questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the movie. Yep. So. Yep. That was the movie. We had and to watch now, about 45 Verizon commercials you right also now, in the meantime. I just realized, like, as we were talking about it, you brought up A Star is Born, like, a bunch of times. And I was like, oh, it. she is trying to do A Star is Born. Yeah. Duh. Like, yeah. I didn't even make that like. That it's kind of like a Hit very bad face. version of A Star is Born. Yeah, it's A Star is Born without the music. And without the plot, really. Right. Like there's some of the plot, but also some of it not like the mom thing is different. Yeah. It's just like one of the weirdest movies. Like why we didn't even need the mom storyline like at all. Or like I just could have had her sing. Right. She's so good at that. It is such a hilariously bad movie. <laughs> like, she could have done, like, The Bodyguard. I know. You just, like, never know, I guess, with these, like, what you're going to get with these. I think that her resistance to go all the way in, like, if she had done it fully 80s and stuff, she just, just has a hard shame. time with, yeah, she has a hard time with taking the piss out of herself. Yeah, she can't. I think she's getting better at it these days. Yeah, definitely. She's, Did like, Nicki in Minaj on She's her? in on it now. Yeah, more. Nicki Minaj had to pull her out a little bit. Right. Well, you know what? Nicki Minaj sometimes has to do... The work for others, and that's that's not fair. Sure. <laughs> Nicki Minaj was the first person that was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, and she's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so that was a lot. Like, I 
I couldn't like I've never really watched it this intently before. And I was absolutely dying to look at my phone shook. (laughs) I mean, if I had looked at my phone, I would have missed everything because it happened so fast. So thank God. No, seriously. Like and there's there's nothing memorable about it. There's no memorable lines. It makes no impact at all. Like there's barely a script. Like (laughs) I can't believe they even filmed this. Like, Like. I don't even didn't really remember to. much of the songs from it that were hers either. Like they don't even really use like good Mariah Carey songs. I know. Even when they released the songs with it back in the day in 2001, when we were reeling from a terrorist attack. Right. Um, <laughs> and Lover Boy was number 10 on the charts. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Um, David LaChapelle is like being shoved up our ass. Oh, big David LaChapelle. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize that song was like on the glitter soundtrack. No. Right? I didn't. You know what? I had like every soundtrack, but I did not have the glitter soundtrack. That was a mistake. Was it good? Yeah. I mean, it has like Loverboy on it. I Yeah. No, I didn't. I probably got that on Napster, to be honest with you. Did you play it on your Winamp player? <laughs> yeah. My Winamp skins? I love my Winamp skins. <laughs> Do you know what I wanted to bring up, too? Because it happened since the last podcast was mm-hmm. the launch of our Golden Girls collection. Oh, my God. Which has been one of my favorite worlds to dive into yeah, we love the golden girls right like it's, I, th- I th- yeah i think it's like possibly best show of all time yeah up there it's with a top five for me for it sure just it, there's the comedy never stops coming yeah it's comforting it truly has been such a comfort show to me like my whole life and especially in the last couple months like it it, it makes me feel com- like held yeah i just they're love all it so, so much. funny i love when blanche is like dorothy dorothy <laughs> No, I just like love them. You love that. Yeah. You are a Rosehead. I too. love Rose. I, I think I, she's so funny. I, like I mean, they're all so funny. But yeah, that was a very exciting launch for sure. We I mean, we watch it like every morning. Yes. We'll have to night. do some uh, campfires on some Golden Girls related things because I have to talk about yeah, those candles could, yeah. more and they're just like so delightful. I wouldn't mind doing like a, a watch of Golden Girls episodes and there's, like talking about them. You know what else I think is interesting too? There's like Golden Girls, like Golden Palace. There's like yeah. there are like sequels and prequels and stuff. Yeah, that I feel like are a little bit l- like lesser known that we should definitely delve into. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you guys have any ideas on things that you want us to like watch or talk about on the podcast, like yeah. anything you want us to do a campfire on, email us podcast at bijoucandles.com. We definitely have stuff going. Yes, but like I'd but love please. to hear your suggestions yeah. because like. The more the weirder, the more out there, the more uh-huh. you know. It can be like the obvious ones, like glitter is kind of an obvious one, but like you know, give us the ones that are like, what did they do? This random movie, this random this that they did. Yeah. Um, like, are I, we gonna watch Chastity with Cher? Who knows? What's that? It's that movie that Sonny Bono made with her before Chastity. Was oh my born. god, that's right. That's what the, <laughs> she like, got the name them. from. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so that yeah, that's a great idea. Or should we just watch Mamma Mia over and over again? They, both of them. They, we've like there, we've already done that on the podcast so Pretty many times. Much. This entire thing has just been Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah, write in any of your suggestions, and we're just really excited to you know delve into more some more fun pop culture stuff with you guys. Very exciting stuff. And welcome back, and thank you for being here. And we will see you guys soon. Bye, bye, love you love guys. You. Bye. bye, Candle Coven. <laughs> <laughs>